I wrote a book. And because this is such a huge announcement, I am interrupting my very own podcast episode to tell you all about it. For the past several months, writing this book has been my passion project. And if I'm being honest with you, it still is. I am currently elbow deep in the editing process and it's hard not rushing through it because I seriously cannot wait to bring my book into the world. But as I always tell others, victories aren't victories because of reaching a certain destination or milestone. The victory is the journey itself. Recovery from an eating disorder isn't admirable because you can one day eat a burger without feeling guilty. Recovery from an eating disorder is admirable because of all the action steps you took to get to a place where you can eat without guilt. Speaking of journeys, that's exactly what my book will be about. Well, my first book at least. I mean, I have so many book ideas, but this is going to be the first one. It's going to be about my entire journey. It's a memoir written in the style of a novel in which I truly hold nothing back. I share my story in a way that is more raw, more vulnerable, and more unfiltered than I have ever ever shared before, uncovering parts of my life that have always been my own secret, up until it's going to be in your hands. I talk about what it was like growing up as an undiagnosed autistic girl, how my eating disorder developed because of that, how I manipulated the treatment system for years, and I mean, I get juicy in detail, um, what was necessary for me to recover, and really just every step of the journey that's gotten me to where I am today. If you want to be the very first to receive updates about my book, along with special discounts and gifts when I launch, be sure to sign up for my book waitlist over at livelabelfree.com forward slash book. So that's livelabelfree, like the name of this podcast, dot com forward slash book. I cannot wait for you to read it. And with that said, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. Are you struggling with digestive issues in eating disorder recovery? If so, you are not alone. In fact, functional gastrointestinal disorders, FGIDs, affect up to 98% of people with eating disorders. Suddenly, you're not that much of an anomaly, huh? But still, knowing you're not the only one suffering is hardly a solution. Recovery is hard enough as it is. You're trying to nourish your body, rewire your brain, deprogram yourself from diet culture, and in the midst of all that mental work, you feel like your body is punishing you for eating. But do not fret, my friend, because there is a light at the end of the digestive issue tunnel. In this episode, I'll be sharing the scientific relationship between gut issues, autism, and eating disorders so you can walk away with a newfound understanding of your body and ultimately take action to heal it. 
If you enjoy this content, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube, or any other podcast player. And I want to invite you to leave a five-star rating. And if you feel so inclined, to also write a positive review for this podcast. Now that I've written a book and have decided to fully shift the focus of Live Label Free to bridging the gap between eating disorder recovery and neurodiversity, I want to bring on more experts, other authors, and other individuals that have lived experience with an eating disorder while unknowingly neurodivergent. The more ratings and reviews this podcast has, the easier it is for me to bring on amazing guests, which ultimately will make this podcast a better resource for you. So seriously, because I know your time is so valuable, I would so appreciate it if you could just take two minutes out of your day to rate and review the podcast. I read all of the reviews and they are honestly one of the main reasons I keep showing up and keep pressing record. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart and without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Gut issues can be particularly tricky for autistic individuals in eating disorder recovery. Research has linked autism with dysautonomia, which is disorder of the autonomic nervous system, which is associated with GI problems like nausea, constipation, bloating, you know, and this is not even taking eating disorders into account. The brain and the gut are so intimately connected that pretty much Any mental distress or disorder, think anxiety, depression, OCD, eating disorders, these can all cause disturbances in the gut. So if you're neurodivergent and in recovery from an eating disorder, it makes sense that your digestive system is particularly sensitive, but it's not your fault. A simple Google search on the term gut health will have you believe otherwise. There is an endless stream of messaging from both medical and alternative health communities that your gut health is a direct reflection of you as a person. Your choices, your values, your worth. You've probably heard it before. You are what you eat. This is an exceptionally cruel thing to say to someone who is trying to recover from an illness that is rooted in this kind of hypervigilance. Every food is a dizzying world of numbers, morals, memories, potential health consequences. It's exhausting, and when your gut responds to that stress by becoming even more sensitive, the internet insists it's because you still haven't found the quote-unquote right diet. It's easy to feel like psychological healing, which includes changing your beliefs, working through your fears, seeking a kinder and more peaceful relationship with your body. It may seem like this is all pointless if you're still feeling sick all the time. But there is a growing body of research to suggest that it is not pointless. Your thoughts matter. Your feelings matter. Your freedom from diet culture matters. Your shame, your stress, your depletion, they all have powerful effects on the gut and nervous system. This is because communication between your brain and gut is bidirectional. There are afferent with an A and meaning gut to brain pathways, which include your intestinal hormones, cytokines, which are proteins involved in cell signaling, and intestinal microbiota, while efferent with an E, meaning 
brain-to-gut pathways are involved in neuroendocrine and autonomic regulation. The autonomic nervous system, ANS, is a network of these afferent and efferent pathways and is involved with a lot of different functions. Think of your heart rate, body temperature, breathing, and digestion, just to name a few. If you've listened to any of my previous podcast episodes or are enrolled in my course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, you've heard me speak of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems before. To recap, your sympathetic nervous system is your fight, flight, or freeze response that gets triggered when your body senses danger. Your parasympathetic nervous system, by contrast, is your rest and digest mode that turns on when your body perceives safety. Stephen Porges, a psychiatrist and neuroscientist, has a theory called the polyvagal theory, which postulates that the ANS is even more complex than just your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. His theory breaks the ANS down into not two, but three circuits, the ventral vagal complex, VVC, the sympathetic nervous system, SNS, and the dorsal vagal complex, DVC. The VVC is the fastest and most metabolically efficient circuit as it slows your heart rate and suppresses the threat-related functions of the SNS and DVC. It is sometimes referred to as the social engagement nervous system because it is activated in positive social activities and has a calming effect. The SNS is phylogenetically older than the VVC, which means it existed at an earlier stage of human evolution. It innovates structures controlling threat responses like your heart, lungs, and sweat glands. Its activation speeds up your heart rate and breathing, and it also has connections with your enteric nervous system, which is the web of sensory and motor neurons in your gut. So, when it turns on, functions that aren't immediately essential to survival, including digestion, are put on hold. If you watch my Instagram stories over at Live Label Free, you know that I do not start my day without a steaming hot mug of collagen coffee. And this is for very good reason. First of all, it is absolutely delicious because the brand of collagen I use, Further Food, has a wide range of flavored collagen from hazelnut to chocolate to vanilla, and they even have a matcha flavored collagen for my non-coffee drinking folks. You've probably also seen me blend my morning coffee with gelatin before, and the result is the frothiest, creamiest, no milk required latte of your wildest dreams. Besides it being delicious, the main reason I take collagen or gelatin daily is because of the health benefits. The word collagen, with a C, actually stems from the Latin word colla, with a K, meaning glue, as that's basically what collagen is. It's the glue that holds your entire body together. It's the body's most abundant source of protein and literally plays a role in every bodily system you can think of. Unfortunately, when you are autistic or have a history of disordered eating, those bodily systems can go out of whack, and this is where supplementing with collagen can truly be a lifesaver. Because of its unique amino acid profile, collagen can aid in healing the gut lining, which is enough of a reason to take it if you struggle with digestive issues. 
It also supports healthy joints, hair, skin, and nails, all of which can become weaker if you struggle with getting proper nutrition. So now that you know just a few of the reasons why I take collagen, I want to give you 15% off all further food products so that you can experience all the benefits for yourself. To snag your discount, simply head over to furtherfood.com and use my code LIVELABELFREE at checkout. So that's spelled F-U-R-T-H-E-R-F-O-O-D dot com and use my code LIVELABELFREE like the name of this podcast at checkout for 15% off. And for all of my international listeners, Further Food ships internationally. Woohoo! Which I personally am super excited about as I'm actually going to be traveling back to the Netherlands for a bit and will be able to stay stocked up. I hope you decide to stock up with me because I promise you will not regret it. The DVC is the oldest circuit. It innervates organs below the diaphragm, so it has a direct interaction with your gut. It has been referred to as the shutdown circuit because it is activated when you face an overwhelming threat that seems impossible to fight or flee from. It conserves metabolic resources, which means, again, digestion is put on hold if this circuit is active. That's why chronic dorsal vagal activity is associated with gastrointestinal problems like slower motility and delayed gastric emptying. Porgy's research links autism with specific ANS states, like dorsal vagal withdrawal and or chronic fight-flight-or-freeze mode. However, this research is still new and controversial, as other emerging studies suggest there may be additional factors at play. For example, a study published in 2021 found evidence of greater ANS dysfunction in autistic adults, but this relationship was mediated by higher levels of anxiety. So essentially, what this means is that autistic individuals could experience more symptoms related to certain vagal states, but autism itself may not be the sole cause. Elevated stress due to hypersensitivity, for example, could be another linking factor. All this to say, the brain and the gut are connected in a myriad of ways, and research suggests that automatic state regulation is a key linking factor between the two. Both animal and human studies show correlation between gut inflammation, negative emotional states, and autonomic reactivity. So, what does this mean for recovery? Although our body's sensitivity to threat seems like something way beyond our control, research shows that mind-body practices like yoga, meditation, and engaging in other relaxing activities can have a healing effect on digestion. Ultimately, you have to prove to your body that it is safe so that it receives permission to shift into a calm state and thus promote healthy digestion. I have an entire section in my Extreme Hunger course all about digestive issues and how to heal them. So if you are not yet enrolled, get your booty, pun intended, over to livelabelfree.com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course and enroll today. Another activity that can bring your body into a calm state is spending time with people you love. 
Several studies have shown that oxytocin receptor signaling involved in interpersonal interactions has direct effects on enteric neurons, which affect gut motility and permeability. Oxytocin, aka the love drug, is a hormone produced in the hypothalamus and released into the bloodstream by the pituitary gland, and its primary functions are to induce contractions during childbirth childbirth, (laughs) and to stimulate lactation. However, it also plays a key role in relationships. Whether between family, friends, or romantic partners, oxytocin is a part of the reason why positive social interactions feel so rewarding and is another great example of how emotional and physical health are so intimately connected. And that is all I have for you today, my friend. If you learned anything from this episode, please share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening or watching. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts as your support allows me to continue supporting you, which is what I love doing most of all. I want to close this episode by reminding you that your body is fully capable of healing. It's about giving yourself permission to do so. And with that said, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Ajar, if you're hearing my voice right now, you are stuck in eating disorder recovery and desperately want to recover but don't know where to start due to feelings of fear and overwhelm. And this podcast is here to help with that. On this feed, I do my very best to share everything I've learned on my own journey to guide you through the scary process. But let's face it, it would take me years to share every piece of research I find or every recovery strategy I have here via free podcast episodes. And the thing is, you've been struggling with an eating disorder for long enough and you cannot afford to spend more time merely surviving at the mercy of its grasp on you. So if you're committed to getting your life back, or should I say, discovering the life you were meant to live, I highly recommend you book a coaching session with me or 12 as I currently offer a 12-week coaching program and after many, many, many requests, I also offer single sessions so you can book however many of those as you may need and together we will work on shifting your mindset. We will create a roadmap of the life in which you're living to your highest potential and we'll come up with action steps that are feasible for you and your life because nothing is worse than feeling overwhelmed. So we'll come up with the exact steps that you need to take to achieve that dream life of yours because in the end, you've only got one life. Simply come visit me over at livelabelfree.com and I'll see you on the other side, my friend.